0: Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity.
1: Enjoy at your own risk.
0: Hey there and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host Chris and thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that this world can be a dark and scary place for us all. And I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. And to do that, I have a guest share one of their favorite things, whatever that thing may be. And we get to share in that enthusiasm and be reminded that there are many, many different things in this world that hold potential joy for each one of us. Things we didn't even know were there, like an extra donut, making it a surprise baker's dozen. Each guest is going to first tell us why they like their thing, but then they'll tell us how we can easily get in on the fun too. And for today's episode, we have Paris Burns from the hit Aussie podcast, Dungeons and Drongos. Paris, you complete the full set of Drongos characters.
1: Yay! How's it going?
0: How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm
0: great. This is so great. Yeah, complete set? <laughs> The set's complete now.
1: Uh, lucky last, last but not least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, definitely not least. Oh gosh, Paris, thank you so much for coming on. This is, uh, I've been such a huge fan of yours and the whole Congo's crew. I gush about you guys every time. But you play, you play G'day, Yes. the the halfling ranger.
1: Yes, little G'day. little Daggy G'day.
0: <laughs> with the with the acadaka. And oh my gosh, you are fantastic on the show. You are you are the I like to like things podcast version in your in your show. You're you're definitely the 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 positive one among uh, the Thank group, you. and that's just
1: great.
0: <laughs> yeah, how'd you come up with her?
1: Well, I never played Dungeons and Dragons before, and so I'm making my first character, and I was sort of thinking, yeah, she needs to be this like cool, like kick-ass lady, super like tough and everything like that and I you know if you probably go back and listen to the first episode that's kind of how I describe her and then as we're playing because it's all improv and comedy and that sort of thing just I think a lot of me just came into the character so the puns (laughs) and the excitement and positivity I think that's more bit of me coming through um because it's hard it's hard not to just be yourself and even like there's been times where we've meant to play bad versions of ourselves, and it's so hard like i just
0: i I can't do it (laughs) that's so funny any time that i played a a tabletop rpg as well any character i've created is just basically me but a different like like i'm a dwarf yeah or, or i'm an alien (laughs) <laughs> or, like, it's just... But it's just me. Oh, what is he? Oh, he's he's a pretty strong dude. And, and he's got, like, really high charisma. He talks a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. How is that any different than you, Chris? It's... Gosh, it's it's not. So I... Wow, do I sympathize. That's fantastic. I'm glad I'm not the only one.
1: Yeah, Thank but it's so like... Much. It's cool because it's like... you're. It feels like you're going on these adventures. And like people always right? say you don't want to yes. be that person who's play like why would you play yourself you can play anyone it's like but i get to go like i'm doing all these things right. and it's weird when when we play i see it in my head as a cartoon so like when i think back okay. to the adventures we've done i see them as memories of like a movie i watched i don't actually see us sitting at the table so it's very like I feel very strongly to the decisions that I make and I need to be okay with
0: them. That's, okay, that's incredible. That's actually one of the the best things I've ever heard about any type of the RPG podcast or anything really. No, that's fantastic (laughs) that you remember it as watching a movie. That is really, that's inspiring. And next time I play a game, I'm gonna do the exact same thing. I love that.
1: I find myself doing things like if I hold out something to a character, I'll, I'll just do it to the person at the table. like, And it's it's secondary and it's so hard not to, as well being a podcast, not to be physical all the time. Um, but yeah, it's very inside my head. Like most of the time I'm not looking at the other guys. I'm just staring or I've got my eyes shut and <laughs> I'm just in the world completely. So um, yeah, it's very near and dear to my heart. Like I don't know if I could ever say goodbye to G'day. Like she's, she's it, she's my girl.
0: Which is funny, it's the opposite is that Zach who plays he, your partner? Who plays? I remember uh, him. Uh, Plank. He, uh, you, you know that guy, right? Yeah. I don't know why I said that. I just was. You know, that wasn't for you. That was for the listener. Zach, oh, yeah, of course, sorry. came on to talk about. He, he came to talk on. He talked about exploitation films. He plays Plank, and he says that he's always trying to kill himself in the in the game so that he can come back as a ghost. So he's the opposite of you. So he's the worst. <laughs> he's trying. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, that's so good. Well, you are incredibly talented and the whole crew is. I'm so glad that you're all together. He wants, Zach said that he wants to do an episode called, just called Plank, where he's the DM and all the characters. I think there needs to be an episode just called G'day, where it's just <laughs> you DMing yourself and all the NPCs and everything. So I would, yes. I would pay money to, to listen to those episodes.
1: Oh, so. G'day and Crikey Moses just going on an adventure. Totally. <laughs> Crikey
0: Moses. Crikey Moses is a sentient, it's a sentient weapon. And Luke, who was on for our, our Ducks episode, he does an incredible voice for Crikey Moses. And it's so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> every NPC, every main character, everybody is just so good in that show. It is not safe for work. And that's okay. No. <laughs> um, we are. I like the light like yes. things, is, but it doesn't mean that... Yeah. <laughs> just for every... So, yeah, just for every like Godfather out there rated R, there needs to be a like a G rated, you know, classic Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just fun for the whole family. It takes all kinds. But I don't want to talk about Disney. I want to talk <laughs> about your thing, Paris. So, mm-hmm. what is your thing?
1: My thing is. Cosplay,
0: cosplay, and that—that's short for costume play, right?
1: I believe so. <laughs> I've been doing it okay. very wrong.
0: <laughs> it stands, yeah, it stands for something else. So cosplay, yeah. So you are—you're fairly—you've uh, been doing it for a long time.
1: Yeah, I have. I think um, about six years, six or seven years now. Wow.
0: Okay, and like. What made you get into it? Like what was what was your first costume that you were just like, I gotta do this? Like how did you
1: start? Okay, well, it's kind of weird because I started before I knew that cosplay was a thing. So okay. I was that's even better crazy intense about costume parties. And yes. would, like I'm not very I don't really like going to parties, but if someone was having a costume party, I'm there and I would go way overboard. Yes. The the first sort of pop culture character that I did was for a costume party. The girl's birth, the theme was S. Her name was Shannon. And so I dressed up as Sean from Sean of the Dead. And I was like, I started off in. Yeah, yeah. I got so much red on me, but it was like, (laughs) oh, I'll just do, you know, the cricket bat, the white shirt, you know, just casual. And before I knew it, I was like, I have to have his exact name badge. I need to have the red ink on the pocket, but also the red bloods. Like, it was way over the top. And I, I got there and I was surrounded by a sea of uh, sailor moons and strawberry shortcakes. And uh, <laughs> 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 and it That's was, so and funny. but it was something just clicked. I was like, I need to make this exactly the same. And um Yeah, I had like my 18th birthday was Disney themed, so um, I made Ariel for that. And I also, because I studied theatre, so I was Mm -hmm. big into the costumes side of things for that as well. Um, But the uh, sort of idea of cosplay didn't really come to Perth for a while. I'm sure people have been doing it for a long time, but like our first major (laughs) pop culture convention (laughs) happened in 2008. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so I didn't go to one in 2012 and I rocked up and I, I think I was, uh, I think I was like 18 or something and I saw all these people and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've been doing this. This is what I want to do. So yeah, it was kind my of people. a bit of a weird thing. Yeah.
0: Like I'm home. Hello. Yeah. You were all my family exactly you were like an independent cosplayer without having the name to it you were oh my that is fantastic you were yeah you you were like it was an independent thought for you and that happens so rarely like it was independent
1: creation i yeah not like not like the the original cosplayer but it it was kind of that sort of thing my uh (laughs) my family was not geeky at all and like not into pop culture or anything like that. So I was a bit of a late bloomer for that side of things. And then once I got involved, it sort of just all spiraled completely. And yeah, that yeah, that feeling when I went to that first convention and saw other people dressed up and I was like, oh, I don't have to go to parties anymore. Thank God.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> you dress up to go to huge conventions. <laughs> To avoid going to parties <laughs> with less people, I like that. That's a, <laughs> I like that circular reasoning. And and so so basically, what you're saying is 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 you started your cosplay journey because you had a really good attention to detail. Is basically what it was.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. Like I um, I do like that acu- accuracy side of things, and I love design mm-hmm. and and fashion and all those sorts of things. Um, and it's really a great way to like accumulate all these interests like if you're like to make things and you're creative and you love pop culture it's like oh I can do it it's all in one like it's all together and um yeah it was just it was really cool sort of discovering that on my own and then seeing there was a thing afterwards So it would be like you know being like I like to put these like little blocks together and then realizing lego exists it would just blow your mind <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's
0: that's a that's the, that, that shows that you know my interests as well too that's, that's great and so when you so when you when you went to the first uh your first comic-con or or convention whatever it would be what what did you go as what was your what was your character
1: no my very first um, time I ever wore a, a cos official cosplay to a convention um was in was i think in two thousand twelve or yeah and I dressed as hit girl from the comic books. I was obsessed with those comic books
0: that's really cool that was that was that a fun one to do like it was was that just was it easy that's it that that's another thing. do you like sew from scratch or do you kind of buy from different do you like buy
1: I made the whole thing um, and that was part of the fun for me, Um, but it was very like scrapped together. Cause I enjoy the process of the making, um, which is fine if people don't, if they buy costumes, totally valid. Um, But I enjoy that process of the making. And so I'd rather (laughs) wear something that was not that great, but I made it. Um, And I, yeah, I got like a purple, jumps like it was half a jumpsuit and so i had to have like a purple t-shirt sewn onto the top of it um i don't know how to sew that great um at that point i didn't have a sewing machine and i wanted to make this cape but i wanted it to be this really big wide cape um like a full semicircle and so i hand sewed it with just a needle and it took so long that the actual like metal lining came off the needle (laughs) and so I just was like adamant I was like I'm doing this it took me weeks but um I still have that cape um yeah and even for like she has like a padlock around her neck holding the cape together and I didn't know how to make a fake padlock, so I just used this giant real padlock that I legit locked <laughs> to my neck and it was heavy. <laughs> um, I've learned a lot since then. I didn't really know much about wigs, so I just sprayed my hair with purple spray. There's a. I definitely want to redo it. I feel like I could uh, do it a bit more justice, um, but it was very just like put together with hopes and dreams and enthusiasm.
0: So the part of the joy, though, for you, then, is like I understand. Like I put on a Halloween costume, and I know that that's complete. And I understand that there is a big difference. So for for you, it's about the joy of the creation, right? Is that is that a lot of the joy for it?
1: I think so. Yeah. I from the be- very beginning process, which is like choosing a character and then the design. I love um, designing and kind of putting my own twist on things a little bit. Like um, I love to do things like put the character in a specific era um and i think it just helps them bring them to life a bit a little bit so taking a character um making them look like them and be recognizable but also changing things to go well you know that's a bit silly they'd maybe have this in real life or those sorts of things so you can sort of look at it and be like that's that character standing in front of me it's kind of like a challenge um and, yeah, then figuring out how you're actually going to make it.
0: Like, what? what's an example for that? Like, would you, are you talking, like, maybe, like, a Victorian-era uh, Super uh, Wonder Woman or something, right? Is that what you're saying? Or something like that? I don't understand.
1: So, so far, I did a um, Wilma Flintstone costume. And <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I sort of looked at it, and it's quite, it's a, such a simple costume. And the first thing I thought was, it's meant to be sort of, you know, vintage sort of early 60s sort of aesthetic. Okay. So I really wanted to honor that in the design. So I did the proper full victory roll hairstyle. Oh, um, okay. I She has like pearls around her neck, but instead of having just regular pearls, I made them out of stone clay and then I painted them with pearl paint. So it sort of combined, you know, what they would actually use. If, if Wilma Flintstone was alive, she wouldn't have pearls, she would have, stone or something and then for her dress fabric i instead of using fabric i used something that looked like fake fur because same thing i thought that's what she would have um if she was a real character so it wasn't exactly like the cartoon but it was my sort of rendition of what would wilma flintstone look like if she was (laughs) here
0: (laughs) was it so here's the thing was it comfortable or was it uncomfortable was wilma flintstone a comfortable character
1: so uncomfortable. So oh. I didn't wear that to a convention. I actually uh, just did that for a photo shoot with um, Luke and I spent so long trying to figure out how to make this. It was really thick fake fur. And I was like, how can I make this look flattering? Because it's very not flattering and again, <laughs> not a great seller. So I spent months and months like, and it also, it's so expensive. It was like $60 a meter. So I'm Ooh. like, I'm not cutting this until, uh, yeah, it's expensive hobby. (laughs) I'm not cutting it until I know exactly what I'm doing. And I was getting really frustrated and I was like, you know what? I just want to do the photo shoot. Like I had everything else done. I had a fake phone. I had big fake bones, the hair, everything. So I was like, I'm just going to safety pin it. (laughs) So I had one safety pin at my waist and one safety pin at my shoulder. And I was like, message Luke. And we weren't really great friends at this point. We didn't really know each other that well. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm just gonna safety pin the fabric to me and we can just see what happens and, you know, muck around basically. Um, so so there's move. like some photos. Yeah, it looks like I'm like h- posing really uh, dramatically, um, but I'm actually like holding <laughs> a pin <laughs> to my side. And that's-
0: like... <laughs> So kind of peel back the curtain there. That's really fu- I... yeah. So, so when you're gonna do a new character, how long in advance do you take? Like, or, like when's the planning stages? Is it months? Like you're saying months about this Wilma costume.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of like, how long um, is it gonna take me to make this thing? Um, okay. Yeah, so I, you know, someone who is better at sewing and that sort of thing than me might have a lot easier job of it. Um, I, I know I've got full-time work and other things going on, so it does take a while, but um, some costumes I just put together in a day. I did like a Tina Belcher costume and I was like, oh, I have all the things she wears. So I,
0: I just was like, Zach, let's go oh, take Tina's some photos. From...
1: from? Bob's Burgers.
0: That's right, okay, 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 okay.
1: Yeah but for a, um if i had a convention coming up it would be probably minimum 3 months before the convention that i would start planning and depending wow. on the build as well yeah okay
0: like what okay so when you when you pick a character how does that process start is it someone that you uh, is is popular at the time or is it something that you're into at the time or is it something that you think would be challenging? Like, how does that decision-making process go? Because like you said, it's an expensive hobby, so you're gonna be devoting a lot of time and, and money into it. So like, where does that come from?
1: I think um, I think it's different for everyone. A lot of people sort of go for just characters they love, and that's great. <laughs> I um, like characters that I like the design of. Um, I do like to love the character as well, but if I'm going to be making something and wearing it, I want to be passionate about the design um, and the sort of character will come secondary to that. Um, Yeah, so, you know, if it's a character, like there's so many characters I love and I'm just like, but I wouldn't make that costume. (laughs) Um, And there's a lot of characters where I've, you know, read one of their comic books and I'm just fall in love with the design. So it really depends on person to person. Um, what, what their passion is coming from, it's going to affect how they uh, choose the character they're choosing. Uh, some people, yeah, it's a challenge-based thing. They want to make a really big armor set, and they want lights and that sort of thing, so they're going to pick that sort of character that's going to challenge them in that way. So,
0: so some of it is the thrill of the challenge. It's, it's not necessarily just the, like, who they like. That makes sense. Because, like, I could, like, I'm a huge... I, I've always loved Superman. I would never, in a mm. million years, walk around in in a Superman costume. It just doesn't sound comfortable to me at all. But like, there's other characters that I don't love as much, and I'm like, you know what? Like that would look really cool if I if I dressed as that. Mm. Like, because <laughs> like the desi- yeah definitely. Because the design of Superman, it, it's just it's just tights and a cape. Like there's doesn't like there's nothing. It doesn't seem like as much as like there's nothing going on for that for there. There's nothing. It's just it's just print. I guess I could texture it, and I guess I would have to wear underwear on the outside too, which is always <laughs> you know very Quailman-esque there. But uh, it just feels like it'd be. It's very simple. Now I've seen people, of course, do like a Batman costume, and they put so much work into the utility belt and the gloves and the the cowl and the cape and everything. So like that's really. What's what's so? What's your hardest one that you've done so far? As I I have seen you cosplay as G'day, and your G'day cosplay is fantastic. It, you got this big curly wig, and <laughs> it it's really good. But what's your what's been your hardest one so far?
1: Um, I think the most difficult would probably be when I made uh my Robin.
0: Okay. Uh, I did
1: like Robin from the old Batman TV show, uh, and that was the first thing where I made every single part of it. And oh, okay. um, I, w- I was very stubborn about it with my nose sewing ability. Um, and <laughs> the process I wanted, I'm, I'm very um, fussy and stubborn. And, and so when it comes to this sort of thing, and I wanted um, my Robin shirt to not be a stretch fabric, but I wanted it to fit my body completely perfectly, which is hard when you're dealing with a non-stretch. So what I did is, um, which I think a lot of people do when they're making armor um, and you know outfits that are non-stretch uh, in cosplay, I wrapped my torso in glad wrap and then I wrapped it in duct tape. I drew out the pattern of the shirt and then I cut it off myself. <laughs> and that was oh my, my, my pattern for the shirt. And um, yeah, same with like, he has these little green undies. Um, yeah, same sort of thing. I just was like wrapping myself in glad wrap and duct tape and praying.
0: That's not so. I'd be so scared uh, that I would, because oh yeah, I'd be so scared I'd catch anything on my body. (laughs) That's dedication. You're very brave. Yeah, and you get very
1: like. Thank you. You feel like you can't breathe, and poor Zach, I w- like he was the one, you know, lining it out for me, and I was like, just cut it off, just cut it off. I can't breathe. So it's very dramatic and intense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so definitely, if I if I do that, put Glad wrap on first, or Saran wrap, and before I put the duct tape. So definitely don't put the duct tape. Directly on my bare skin. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats
1: your boat. But I wouldn't. No, I was wearing. Yeah, it. I would wear clothes and then duct tape and then the the. I mean, clothes and Glad wrap uh, and then duct tape.
0: I mean that's intense. So if I wanted to start. So if I wanted to start something, like. Do I so? Do I? I would definitely start on something. It seems like I should start on something easy, right? Should I start on a piece, or should I start on a whole costume and go from there? It's. It seems like I should focus on a piece first and see if I can even do that.
1: Yeah, I would recommend a prop. Yeah.
0: Oh, a prop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> because um, you know that I. I mean sewing's hard <laughs> but okay. prop building there's so many amazing tutorials and that sort of thing and it's so cheap as well um most of armor that you see you know cosplays wearing is just foam foam mats that you can get from a hardware store and that sort of thing so it's quite easy to do well um with those materials
0: gosh okay so just to so start like if i wanted to build gandalf's staff or something like that right or 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 I'm just using that as an example because it's something I can think of right yeah. right away. Or and I could make that out of I could make that out of a stick with, and I could do tape and foam and things around. Okay, and I could because I, cause I yeah. have a whittling knife and I have a Dremel tool and
1: bit of a, a heat gun as well. That's great for molding the foam. So um, yeah, if you have a heat gun or. You could okay. try a really hairdryer on Real Hot. <laughs> um, just takes a bit longer, but that's for, yeah, molding, foam, um, and those sorts of things. I think um, a lot of people use Warbler as well, which is a type of thermoplastic uh, that you can mold quite easily, but it's very expensive, and um, when there's so much foam products out there that you could probably make stuff with. And even, like, if you want little intricate details, like um, I think it's like people, you know, if, uh, things look like they have rivets on them. Is that what they call the little circle bumps? People just glue googly eyes to foam and then paint them. <laughs> so That's it doesn't brilliant. have to be, brilliant. yeah. I, when I did Power Girl, her belt buckle um, was a lid off a jar that I painted gold. And it looks like a gold belt buckle, <laughs> like, why not?
0: Okay, so what are some other tricks like that then? Like, so, so googly eyes on foam that looks like a rivet and you, you did a belt buckle out of gold. So painting does a lot, obviously, is what you're saying too.
1: Yeah, so I think um, a lot of people like seal the, the foam. Um, if you go over it with a heat gun, um, that helps make give it this, a smoother effect. Um, and then also, a lot of people use things like plaster dip. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's called in America, but it's sort of like a sealing spray.
0: I don't. I don't know what it would. be. I mean, I'll pretend.
1: <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> I think I got it from a car shop
0: okay do you do like hot glue is hot glue a good thing to have around like the hot glue guns and things or would it be a different type of adhesive would be good to have around
1: um I think people do use hot glue I've used just regular hot glue for foam stuff before I think um some people use uh, sort of uh, more intense like glue you'd get from a hardware store and like cement glue I think I've heard thrown around I um yeah so you can mold it as, as well, um, you know, cause if you wanna create like a shoulder piece or something like that, you, you there's tricks where you cut it, you know, half way down and then you um, glue, like cut like a pizza shape out of it and then glue it back together and it's gonna make it rounded. So there's so many tutorials where it's like, if you're making a chest plate, if you're making a shoulder piece or an arm piece, like it's gonna tell you the exact places you need to cut uh, to mold that to your body.
0: Do, do, do you have any YouTube channels that you like go to? Do you have any specific people that you? Or do you have any YouTube channels of your uh, of, of your tutorials at all? Do you do, you do any of those? No,
1: of them? I think if I was going to do a tutorial for anything, it would probably be wig styling and makeup. I that's where I'm a bit more confident. Um, but there's a okay. girl who's probably one of the most well known, and she has books. Um, Cam Camu. I've never said her name out loud. It's K-A-M-U-I Cosplay. Um, and she's incredible and she makes it look so easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's just a master of everything, um, foam related and prop making, armor making, lights, smoke machines. She's She's got a tutorial for everything.
0: Okay, so C K K A M U I is what you're saying? So- yes. I think that's funny. I know what you mean. Like, there's certain words I've never said out loud. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, wait a second.
1: Yeah, what does it sound like in my brain? <laughs> I
0: don't know what this word is. That's really funny. Okay, so so she's someone that you would recommend to to watch then, too. Because she's very she, she seems like she's got a handle on it all.
1: Definitely. She's, like, world class. She sells books. It's her career. Um, and she, yeah, she just makes it. It's very clean and simple. Um, and she's very encouraging about... You know, wherever you're starting off from, she makes it accessible. So she's a great person to look out for.
0: Oh, that's great advice. the The thing that makes me what you're that I'm really taking away from it is cosplay isn't just the costume, or it's not just what you're putting on your body. It's also the accessories too. I mean, those are just as important because you were talking about getting the right Sean the Sean name tag and the, the those type of things are just as important as what you're actually like putting on and I like that yeah starting, starting off with a prop I could I actually feel like I could do that <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you can because I wear I I'm I I'm kind of this I'm, I'm similar to like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg where I kind of wear the same thing every day because I don't pick I don't like picking a different outfit uh, so mm-hmm. I mean, I have different colors. It's not just a black turtleneck and a, and like a light, <laughs> but I have a lot of very similar things because I know that I can accomplish whatever I need to accomplish that day wearing this outfit. Now that being said, I do have nicer clothes. I don't want people to think that I just wear t-shirts and <laughs> shorts to dinner or a date. I do have nicer clothes that I do understand are better suited. I don't think about, I don't think about what I put on very often so it Mm. actually is going to make me think more about what I wear I really like this this is really Paris this is very uplifting I feel like I can actually oh I'm glad (laughs) you can (laughs) thank you I feel like I can do you have any last minute (laughs) tips or anything before like little tricks or anything that you can think of
1: um I think the the first thing would be really putting down the design side of things, um, not just so you don't waste materials, but it's really fun um, and doing research. So, you know, picking something um, and thinking about those things, like I said, about like era before, or where's the person from um, and seeing what that sort of inspires. So for example, like for my G'day costume, Um, she, you know, was given leather armor, that's part of her character, but she is a really scrappy sort of character. So I was thinking, well, she's not going to have this really nice leather armor. And I made a like patchwork piece of like chest armor that looked like it was taken from all different animals. So it's just those sort of character things that you can affect how they look. Um, show don't tell basically.
0: (laughs) So it's, it's, I mean, you really are, it goes back to like the devil's in the details. Like you really, really, really need to think about it and think about how this character is going to like live in there because you're right. It's not going to be pristine. Um, Even if it's a superhero, these, the superheroes, they're going to be fighting and they're going to be in battles and they're not going to walk away. So maybe put that thought into that. And like, yeah, your G'day costume, she's, she was raised in the wild her character was mm. so she she's gonna have
1: and I think that's why I like um making characters a lot of my characters aren't from film or TV, like live action stuff. Because uh-huh. when I'm doing something from a cartoon or a comic book, I just feel like there's that little bit extra freedom to put a my sort of twist on it. Um which is like if people do live action stuff it's totally fine. Um and they're amazing sometimes. But I feel a bit um like held back creatively um but that's because i like to come on it well
0: because you know exactly what it looks like so okay so yeah. the reason you like doing the cartoons or something from a, something animated or something drawn um is because you don't know what it looks like in real life and okay so now that makes sense with the the with with the wilma is like what yeah. would her actual her necklace what would her necklace actually look like
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I love Rey uh, from Star Wars, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, She's my favourite fictional character ever. And I've gone to make her costume so so many times. She's the bomb. Like, I just, I have collect all her stuff and I'm like, I've got to make her costume. Like, I do cosplay. She's my favourite. And I go to make it and I'll get on, I'm on forums and groups, you know, just dedicated to her costume. And people are like, Okay, this is the exact fabric she has for this and this is the exact this and you know her staff is this many inches taller than her head and I'm like uh (laughs) I'm bored. (laughs) Like and I, I I see people do it, it's just my attention span as well. Like I'm just like I wanna be you know, movie accurate, like I wanna do the character proud, but then I'm sort of like she it's all there and it costs money to get the stuff and then I have to, you know, be so precise and I just it's a bit more fast and loose <laughs> what I like to do so I I would love to I that would be a would be a character that I would buy off someone if they would made it and they would made it accurate I would be more than happy to just buy off them and get to wear it and be Ray that would be amazing um, but the actual process of putting that together is not something that interests me as much so it depends on what your interest is um, When you cosplay,
0: that makes so that actually makes a lot of sense because it's (laughs) so near and dear to your heart. You do want to do it justice, and it's already there. Ah, that brings that makes a that makes a lot of sense. I actually would think like, yeah, I would probably do uh, if I was gonna do something. It would probably be something from uh, uh, something animated or drawn because Mm. yeah, you're bringing it to life. Can I tell you that I I, I call my oldest daughter? Uh, she's my little Ray, so she <laughs> is, she she looks like her, and she has a Ray costume, and she has her staff and and everything. And we say that her theme song is the Ray's theme from Force Awakens. Like she'll say it's her theme if it comes on, and Aww. um. So yeah, so you saying that about Ray? It's like oh. That's, yeah, that's, I understand. I get it. She's the best. Yeah.
1: Do you, you know what you could do if you want to make the costume really accurate?
0: Mm.
1: You just abandoned her in the desert. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) terrible. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's terrible. You're right. You know what? I gotta strive for accuracy. It'll just go up to her like, baby, I'm so sorry. But don't you if you wanna be Rey, you have to I have to abandon you on the desert planet of Jakku. And and let you (laughs) That's cosplay, man. That's cosplay, yeah. You gotta really, really That's (laughs) cosplay, man. That's (laughs) that's so funny. Oh man. So this episode, it may be coming to an end, sadly, uh, but the work is just beginning. Paris has given us the roadmap to enjoy cosplaying. So for the response edition of this episode, I'll be spending the week taking Paris's advice, and I'll report back to you with my wife Elise in the second part of this episode. In the meantime, I hope you'll try her advice too, uh, and you can report back to me. Now, Not just take her advice, if you are an avid fan of cosplay. Uh, and you have tips uh, or tricks of the trade or you have some awesome costumes that you have put together for different conventions or just for your own day-to-day life, please post pictures of those to me. Please, I'd love to see those. Um, but you can send me um, messages on Twitter and Instagram at uh, like 2 like things. That's like the number two, like 2 like things. Please tag me in any of your pictures uh, for these. Um, and... Uh, you can also uh, call the like line, uh, which is 661 279 0130, or uh, via email uh, at i like to like things podcast at gmail.com. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash i like to like things. And I'll read or play any of the messages uh, on the episode, and I will have uh, links uh, to the uh, different videos. That Paris has brought up I'll I'll put those in the show notes too and remember of course if you're leaving a message uh, make sure it's positive because Paris has uh, bared her soul about something that she loves she's she's opened up uh, her like a window to her life and so we want to reward her with only positive comments and everything so uh, but yeah so just keep the positivity going no toxic fandom in this area so Paris where can the fans find you
1: uh, I have my Instagram at Paris Burns, um, and I also have a Facebook page dedicated to cosplay called Paris Burns Cosplay.
0: And are you on, are you on Twitter too?
1: I am. I can't remember my Twitter name. I've done a real <laughs> Zach here. All
0: right, So Instagram and Facebook, Paris Burns and Paris Burns Cosplay. That I think that's enough. And then you have uh, photos probably taken by Luke too, huh? So for people can see like what you've done.
1: Yeah. Oh, pretty much Luke and Zach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's very convenient that you have photographers literally in the room with you most of the time. That's actually very good. (laughs) Uh, But Paris, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. This is a big deal for me, uh, having the full Drongos crew on finally getting a day on, this is great. I'm, I'm so thankful.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I was so, so excited. And um, yeah, I'm glad that I got to chat all things cosplay with you. Uh,
0: I learned so much, I really did. Uh was about something that I am definitely not good at. So this is, <laughs> but I learned, some, I learned some tricks, this is great. So I will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished. And remember, we can make the world a little brighter a little friendlier and a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things.